Well, hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of November 15th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. And Mays, as always, it is great to be with you. Hey, Jenny. It's great to be back with you this week as well, especially as we drive farther into fall. And this is the last full week before the holiday season really kicks off and we enter Thanksgiving holiday week which is sure to bring some volatility to some respect to the freight markets. Well, honestly, Maze, given the consumer consumption levels that we're currently at, I don't know if we're going to see the big spike that we would normally anticipate. Things are cooling down just a bit. That's right, Jenny. Just like the temperatures outside across the nation, the freight market remained in a cool down state over the past week as well, as the average rate per mile line haul decreased over the past week in just about every region. Okay, well, that is not the news that I was expecting to hear this week, given we're getting closer to Thanksgiving. But my question to you is, are we going to get any lower? Well, Jay, that's a great question. I don't think we're going to continue to see the national average decrease through the next week and a half. I think once we turn the corner on Tuesday into Wednesday, we'll start seeing some pressure on the spot market. Now, in the beginning of the week, I believe we're going to see more pressure on longer lengths of haul, as these drivers need to hold this freight on their equipment through the holiday period, which usually involves some facilities closing, not just for Thanksgiving, but also for Black Friday. Now, when it comes to shorter hauls and local runs, this is the type of freight that carriers are going to want when it comes to Tuesday and Wednesday. But after that, for the remainder of the weekend, they're going to be pushing away any contractual freight that comes in most likely, especially if it's a larger asset fleet that gives time off for their drivers. So let's talk volatility. Do you think that there's going to be any pressure added to the markets? We've been saying no. Has that changed, Maze? Well, yeah, that's right. I did call it last week that I don't think there's going to be much volatility brought on by the holiday, and I still believe that. When I say volatility, I mean we're going to see some pressure on the spot market, but it's not going to be anything too notable. Yeah, so the stories are consistent. Last week we saw that spot rate jump, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Do we have any good news for carriers, Maze? Well, Jenny, if I had to say there was one thing on the bright side for carriers right now, it's the large uptick in outbound tender volume throughout the country we experienced last week. It jumped, and it jumped pretty significantly, but on the opposite side, tender rejections are not increasing nearly as significant as tender volume. Again, this goes back to how much capacity we have in the freight market. And this is why we have not seen the upward trend in tender rejections in the past week make noise in the actual rates carriers are receiving. Now again, this could change as we lead up closer to the Thanksgiving holiday. And with holidays come some inclement weather, so I'm hearing that there may be a snowstorm, maybe rain in California? That's a great eye, Jenny. You're exactly right. There is a possibility for a pretty big snowstorm out west this coming week, just on the heels of the biggest travel time of the year. So it's something to keep an eye on, but that anticipated snowstorm that stretches potentially from Oregon all the way out to Illinois is something to keep an eye on, although it's still pretty far out, but could bring some volatility to the more remote markets in states like Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana that are already experiencing pressure as we turn into the colder months of the year for these areas. And we'll obviously keep you updated on any weather changes that happen throughout the next couple of weeks. But Maze, on a different subject, I've been hearing a lot of different things, conflicting things about imports, but you're the expert. So can you help me understand where we currently sit in the market when it comes to these imports? I'm glad you brought that up, Jenny, because there is a lot of noise out there around imports right now. And how October experienced the highest volume of imports throughout 2023. But 
I want to dial in on that, and I don't think we should be drawing too much attention to it just yet. Though, if it continues, then yes, it's something that will translate into more truckload volume. But right now, I think it's just a shift in volume that was missed during the Golden Week for China, and potentially pulling forward freight before the Lunar New Year in February. But again, this is just an assumption. It's something to keep an eye on because imports have been trending upward and are above 2019 levels, but I don't think it's a call just yet to say that the freight market's gonna start turning more in favor for carriers. I still think we're ways away from that. All right, thank you for covering that. I needed you to, to give me the, the true facts on what was to be expected for the imports this, uh, this holiday season. That said, we'll keep a close eye on it, but you know what it's time for? The regional breakdown. So Mays, where are we getting started this week? This week, we're gonna start out on the West Coast. The reason being is because it is the only region that still has some pressure going on, especially in the northern part of the West Coast. That includes the Pacific Northwest and the more remote states such as Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. But when you look at the largest volume markets such as Ontario, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Phoenix, rates saw a decline since last week, driving the overall West Coast downward, but very slightly. Something to keep an eye on is gonna be the Pacific Northwest and the northern parts of the West Coast over the next few weeks. And I know you've been dying to say it, May, so hit me with the fun fact for Oregon. That's right, Jenny. Oregon is the largest producer of Christmas trees in the US, and that's followed, surprisingly, by North Carolina. So a little fun fact on some things that drive freight markets that people usually don't watch unless they are in the industry. We gotta start building more of these into the show, but uh, what else is going on in the West Coast? We'll continue to see some loosening happen within the city and short haul runs that's really gonna come out of the highest volume markets where there's a lot of movement on lower lengths of haul, such as I mentioned Los Angeles, Ontario, as the volume there outbound has surpassed Atlanta in the last two weeks. So there's a lot of volume being moved around in these large West Coast markets by volume in these high dense volume markets in the West Coast, but the loosening in rates is not being experienced in the northern part of the West Coast and freight going out longer lanes of haul across the country. And this specific subset of freight, longer hauls out of the West Coast is gonna be even more impacted through the holiday week. So it's gonna be kind of a flashback to normal seasonality where traditionally in peak season, you would expect long lanes of haul out of the West Coast to experience an increase in rates and pressure. And we're gonna see some of that over the next week and a half. All right, and why don't we jump on over to the Midwest? It's still a mixed story there, but overall we are still seeing declines. Now, very similar to the West Coast, we're seeing the largest declines on freight that's staying within the Midwest, and that makes sense. Now, Michigan is one area that is experiencing tightening, but I think this is gonna be short-lived. Overall, the largest volume market drivers, such as Chicago, Indianapolis, St. Louis, and Columbus have seen decreases in the average rate over the past week. Now, remember, carriers are not necessarily looking to go down to the south or southeast, as those regions remain rather loose, but freight picking up in the Midwest and headed up to the Northeast continues to be an area where carriers are willing to go and shippers can push down on rates. And the Midwest comes through after a very uh, interesting couple of months over there with the strike. But Maze, what's going on in the Northeast? The Northeast is experiencing some tightening in the highest volume 
markets, such as Harrisburg and Allentown, Pennsylvania, and even in Elizabeth, New Jersey, though slim. But it's showing that the tightening of the, some of the major markets in the Northeast is starting to pull some carrier interest over there. Now, I don't think we're going to continue to see these markets tighten too much. I think going into next week, we're going to see them remain pretty stagnant before increasing due to the holiday week itself. But keep an eye out because winter weather does often disrupt the Northeast more than any other region except for the Midwest. So Maze, what does it mean when the largest volume driver markets in one region continues to increase week over week? It usually means that the surrounding markets are going to see an increase the following week as capacity has that domino effect and wants to go after the higher rates. Got it. Definitely something we'll continue to keep a close eye on. So why don't we continue our drive down I-95 as we usually do and head on over to the coastal region. Now, last week, we did see some volatility there with some rates pushing upward. But overall, over the past week, the coastal region has been very loose with rates declining out of every single market except for Norfolk, Virginia. Now, Jenny, another fun fact about the freight industry is turkeys and what states are the largest producers of turkeys because it is one Minnesota but surprising to most is that North Carolina is the second largest producer by volume of turkeys and I bring this up because reefer volume is starting to pick up in the coastal region though there hasn't been too much of an impact on rates it's something to keep an eye on especially as we head deep into turkey season with Thanksgiving coming right around the corner. Well, gobble, gobble. And I hate myself for doing that. But did you know that North Carolina actually produced or raised 30 million birds in 2021? Fun facts all day. But why don't we move on over to the Southeast Maze? Any big call outs there? It is one region where there is plenty of capacity and rates are driving downward faster than any other region. Now, in particular, Florida, every single market is on a decline. Even the largest market by volume, Atlanta, Georgia, is still seeing week over week decreases. Now this is why I said carriers that are originating out of the Midwest do not want to go to the Southeast without a premium because leaving the Southeast is going to leave them dry with not much freight as optionality to where shippers will be able to drive down rates. So carriers, if you're heading to the Southeast, make sure that you are getting paid enough because you are not going to be paid top dollar leaving this region. All right, and why don't we end our journey over in the South? What's happening there? The South overall is seeing decreases. Not as high as the Southeast, but still pretty high, especially the highest volume markets. Now it's the opposite of the Northeast where we saw the highest volume markets increasing. The South continues to decline, except for one market, and that's the El Paso, Texas market. Now, unlike most regions where drivers don't mind originating and heading out to the West Coast to get higher paying freight, the South is different. Drivers out of the South over the past week really are particularly about going to the Midwest and Northeast. And I think we can guess why, because those are more favorable freight markets. Now, the Midwest, we haven't been seeing the volatility that push up spot rates, but traditionally during this time of the year, that is where rates start increasing and drivers are going back to those old patterns. Now the Northeast, not only are they going back to the old patterns, but they have been able to push up rates in the last week for freight leaving the Northeast. Now again, all of this is gonna change when we talk again in two weeks after the Thanksgiving week. But for this week, we're gonna to continue to see these trends throughout all these regions with rates most likely declining through most of this week. But going into next week is gonna be a different story and you're going to really have to dial into Lane of Hall as carriers want to get home and stay close to home through the week 
while other carriers may be pushing to get more miles at higher rates as it's been a difficult year continue to operate in a profitable manner. That's right. And while we do have a lot of capacity out on the road, we will still likely see that uptake in tender rejections, especially as we vary region by region. Well, Jenny, it was great talking to you again this week. I look forward to our conversation next week as we really start shifting gears into the holiday peak season and what we anticipate with volatility as we arrive at the Thanksgiving holiday and start peeling back the layers on inventory levels as that could be an indicator of what to expect from what we talked about earlier, import volumes. That's right, and we may even have a special guest or two in the coming weeks on the Transfix Take on to talk all about it. That said, we will see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.